Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. 10.03 here on SENZ and the Tour de France is one of those big annual sporting events that come around and you just watch in awe over their physical prowess and their ability to push their bodies to the limit day in, day out as the Tour traverses through Europe. En route to Paris. Well, the tour is now approaching its epic conclusion with just three stages to go until the competitors arrive at the Champs-Élysées. Uh, through all the climbs, the hilly stages, the mountain stages, it's a gruelling, gruelling tour of endurance, and there's absolutely no doubt about that. Fatigue sets in more than once uh, in a daily excursion. Joining us uh, here on SENZ in the mornings is uh, cycling commentator Del Woodford. Uh, welcome to the show, Del. Uh, thanks for your time and uh, just reviewing uh, what's been an, a, another epic one, the 109th edition of the Great Race. Oh, thanks very much, Ian. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, you're right. It, it's been an amazing race, the 109th. I think they just get harder and harder every year. And watching it from from day one, you know, when it when it started almost three weeks ago, it's just been a brutal race every day. It's, it's like they're riding one day races. These guys, there's been no rest day, no let up, and uh, it's been a, a battle, one of the best I've seen for for a number of years on this tour. Conditions too, aside from the you know the terrain that they have to encounter, it's been pretty warm in Europe. It's been brutal, hasn't it? And um, yeah, they've, they've you know taken expanded the feed stations that are allowed to take water up to five kilometres to go. But even so, you know riding in those you know high thirties, um, it's mm. just difficult to get enough water and fluid. And I think on, on the day that we saw the defending champion Tadej Pogacar crack was was due to heat and maybe lack of fluid and you know nutrition because it's difficult to just take so much on um you know throughout the course of three weeks but just on those brutally hot days you just can't can't get enough and yourself to keep going this guy uh pagacha Tade pagacha of course uh, he was looking for the three peat one at 20 one at 21 just 23 years of age tell us a wee bit about him he's a racer uh, he's unbelievable. He's already won, you know, in his young career, nine stages of the Tour de France, the most of anyone in history at that age. So, um, you know, and, and he's he's a great competitor. He still, did, even up to today, didn't give up, didn't try, even though he's only got four riders left in his team, including himself, so three to help him. Uh, he, he's raced hard. I think he's raced maybe a little bit too hard some and on some of the stages, in particularly in that first week, you know, we saw over the cobbles of, of France uh, attacking and, and riding really, really hard. And, you know, in the end, it was only for a few seconds. And, and listening to other commentators from, from Europe and that saying, you know, all this energy, you know, sprinting for stages, sprinting for eighth place will take its toll later in the tour. And, you know, all those little bits of energy used could have been what, what cost him on, the, on that one day where he... 
you know, where he cracked and, and lost that minute on a minute and a half on stage 11. But he hasn't given up. He hasn't given up trying. He's exciting to watch. And for fans, it's just he, he's just fantastic. They just love the way he takes on everything and, and has a go at everything. Um, yeah, he's really exciting for the, for the sport. And, and you know, he, he's not going to win this year's tour, but he's really put on a great show. Yeah, three uh, three minutes twenty six at the moment is the lead for uh, Jonas Vingegaard. Of course, uh, he's from Dane, and ironically, that's where the tour started this year in, in Copenhagen. And uh, he was one of the pre race favourites. And uh, yesterday, he broke him, I guess, effectively. To uh, in, unless there's some sort of real catastrophe, it's his, isn't it? Uh, it's a done deal. Yeah, and yeah, he would have to probably crash in the time trial and get a puncture and. You know, have a really bad day to, to lose that sort of time because he's, he's pretty good in the time trial anyway. And yeah, starting in Denmark, and then I heard the you know the, the head of Denmark, the president or the prime minister, say, you know, we'd love to have a Danish winner. I thought to myself, oh, you might be lucky. Um, that's a dream, but it's going to come true. They started there, uh, and they've had a fantastic tour. You know, they, they had Magnus Court in the King of the Mountains jersey winning the stage. Uh, they, they've had a fantastic tour as a country. And to take that, um, but yeah, he can't. I don't think he can, well. He can't lose. You still got to finish the bike race, and but with with only you know three stages, three hundred and forty-four kilometres to go, no one's going to take the yellow jersey off, and his team will look after him. Um, they've still got, you know, they've only lost two out of their team, and and they've ridden brilliantly as well. They'll protect them all the way through to Paris now. He won. He also won King of the Mountains, yeah. Yes, he's in the King of the Mountains jersey. It's pretty tight, though, so it's going to be interesting to see whether there's a couple of climbs left. They're only small, and I don't know the points off the top of my head for for the category climbs left, but he's, he's what, about eight points clear, I think, of Simon Gershka, the German who's been been battling uh, to, to defend that jersey, and then there's an Italian just sitting in a little bit behind and third. So, you know, whether we see Vingo go for those points and take the King of the Mountains jersey as, as well, or he just let Simon Gershka go and and, and yeah, um, him and, and Chioni, you know, battle it out. We'll, we'll wait and see. But it's nice to see, I think, the best climber in the race in polka dot jersey. It's not something you always see on the Tour de France because the best climber is usually defending the yellow jersey. So um, to see him up there. And then in the points competition, you know, Teddy Pogaccia, he's, he's lying second. He might be, you know, a couple of hundred points behind Wout Van Aert, who's leading. Um but you know, it just shows how hard both those riders have raced during this tour to be right up there in the other classifications as well, the sprint and the, and the KOM. There was a tremendous display of sportsmanship uh, between uh, Vingegaard and Pogaccia um, on the, the stage last night with, uh, I think, Vingegaard actually uh, waiting for him uh, to catch up at one point. It was. It was nice to see. Like He was being attacked on the downhill pretty hard um, on the descent by Pogaccia. Pogaccia uh, Vingegaard clipped his pedal on the corner and nearly came down in the south. And it would have been interesting to see if he had have come down if Teddy Pogaccia would have been kind enough to do the same. Um, it was probably a little bit of an easier decision for him to make. I think there was about 26 kilometres to the next climb when that happened. And that's a long way to go solo when you're in front of the bike race, you've got a big lead. All you have to do is stay with your closest rival. He didn't have to really put time in him. So I guess it was a, a fairly easy decision. He didn't have to do it, and it was nice to see, and something that Paddy Pogaccia certainly appreciated, and we saw them shake hands and you know, him say thanks, because uh, a pretty scary moment. Um, I think they both had a pretty scary moment on, the, on that descent, and it shows the respect they have for each other when you see that sort of thing. It, you know, at the highest level, Smithy, it gives us some, uh, some, you know, I guess some hope and 
and to see that sort of sportsmanship, I think it was very honourable. In a sort of a, a macabre sort of way, we quite look forward to the crashes, which we, we probably probably shouldn't do but uh, there was one involving um, a Kiwi uh, last night and I'd like you to listen to this Dale if you could and then translate for us please Là c'est dans les, la, dans les voitures hein. ceux qui rentrent mais dans les voitures quelle voiture on est derrière le peloton on est derrière le peloton qui est à on l'a vu venir on l'a vu venir terrible Jack Bauer au sol and that was wow. uh, sound, Jack. Yeah, that was Jack uh, being caught in between a UAE support car, UAE's team support car, and a media motorbike. Car slowed down to miss another rider, came off his bike only for Jack to barrel into the back window of the car. What? I mean, you don't need that. <clears throat> you don't. You absolutely don't need that. Like the, the UAE car had stopped because the rider had crashed, so they had no choice to. You know, they had to stop. The the press motorbike, the media motorbike, has no rights in that in the, in the tour at all. So the, the, the police motorbikes have rights, the commissaires, the referee motorbikes, and the television motorbike. So this was a, a press motorbike, which would be a photographer or a journalist. So at all times, they're really not to pass or be involved in the race unless they've got permission from the, the referee to move to move forward. So they shouldn't have been there in the first place, and I don't think we'll see them that particular motorbike for the next three days on the tour. Jack was super lucky, like he just had nowhere to go. The motorbike shouldn't have been there and he would have got through that gap very easily. Um, he was lucky he didn't go right through the back window of the car, which I you know, have seen before on the Tour de France. And a very scary moment for, for Kiwi fans. He's had a sensational tour. He's, he's done so much work for his team and he's looked, looked great. And if it had have ended that way, it would have been a disaster. And, you know, he got up and he... Yeah, gave the motorbike a bit of a, a verbal, but I'm, I'm surprised it didn't take a swing at him as well because you would have wanted to go and punch the guy that was driving for getting in his way and nearly ending his race that way. Um, very, very scary moment and just shows the risks that these guys take and you know, their protection is a piece of lycra. They don't have much. No, they don't have much at all. Um, and to be fair, Dell, it uh, wasn't uh, a very lucky event either for uh, uh, the other Kiwi rider, uh, George Bennett. Uh, ranked 31st and then testing positive. So, and the signs were pretty good there. Yeah, he was looking great. Um, he was riding really well. He spent the whole year preparing for this, and, and COVID's taken its toll on a, a number of riders in the Peloton. But UAE's team's been particularly hard with only four riders left in the race. And assuming, you know, you need everybody in the, in the race to defend that yellow jersey. And, um, with Teddy Bogaccio, he could have really done with the legs of George Bennett, who, who was his number one climbing lieutenant. And it, it put so much more pressure on, you know, Brendan McNulty in, in particular and, um, you know, Raphael Micah, who's also out when he broke his chain and, and tore a muscle in his leg in, in that incident. It, it put so much more workload on those two riders. Um, it, it made it a lot more difficult for Teddy Bogaccio to probably plan the attacks uh, he would have liked with, without the support. And George will be devastated. Um, it, he just worked so hard to get into such great shape, and he, he was looking. You know, it's probably some of the, the best I've seen him, in, 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 you know, or ever uh, in this tour. And it would have been really great to see him up there battling with the, you know, the four best riders in the bike race and seeing what he could have contributed. So, um, I guess the, the exciting thing going forward, it's going to be one hell of a race next year with, with you know, a number of real contenders. And I don't know if the old dog. Grant Thomas, who currently sits in third, um, will be, be in the battle next year. But what a ride by him as well! It's going to be uh, to to get up there and and just show you know what he what he's capable of at, at, at this stage of his career. Very very good performance.
Well, they've, they've covered, uh, they will end up covering about 3,330 kilometres uh, with only two rest days, Del, um, along the way. Uh, I just wonder, within the group, how much how much is the mental side worked on within the group? Because, look, obviously they're in, in prime condition, a lot of these guys. They're, they're physically attuned to do the job, but mentally, uh, the mental side of it for me must be immense when they're having to deal with issues. Yeah, it, it's, it's huge. It plays a massive part. Um, the confidence in, in, the, in your support crew, your, your teammates, and yourself. Um, you can go into the tour, it's a three-week event, so you can't go in an absolute peak form because uh, you need the form for the third week of the bike race. It's always the, the hardest. This year was also a little bit different with the first rest day coming after only four days of the race. You know, usually you, you'll ride a, a, a week, seven days, have a rest day, a week, you know, eight days, have another rest day, and then get into the last week. But, you know, the rest day came really early in the race. The riders, as they get into that second week, they don't really enjoy the rest day unless they've got a little bit of an injury or, or something like that, gives them a chance to recover. But mentally, you've got to be so strong, you've got to be so tough. And, and that's what I, I really liked about Teddy Pogaccio. He's just been so up every day. You see the interviews, he's positive, he's always smiling. Um, you know, he, would, he must be a great team leader uh, to, to, to have you know, guiding you because the guy just never seems to get down. Um, Mingago, uh, on the other hand, has it's got a, a strongest team around him, the best riders. He's lost a couple. You know, Primus Robzik, who was probably you know, the other real favourite for the tour. Um, but he, well, down art rides like three men, the guy that's, you know, leading the, the Green Jersey competition. So that team as a whole team is, is amazingly positive. They just haven't put a foot wrong. And, you know, the confidence that that's, um, installed in Vingigo to, to, to defend this yellow jersey has just been something special and, and something that, you know, you're 100% right. The mental toughness and what it takes when you're being attacked left, right and centre, well, you know they're going to throw everything at you. To, to have the mental toughness to cope and handle that pressure and just bide your time if you're having a bad moment, don't panic. And, yeah, it, it's it's brutal. So the mental toughness, you know, any, any high-level sport, and you've got to be mentally tough to succeed, but... But over three weeks, it's, it's a whole different level, I, I believe, for sure. So the last day of this tour coincides with uh, a bit of history in uh, the Tour de France as such because it's the first edition, Dell, of the Tour de France Femme. In other words, uh, the women's uh, Tour de France. Um, interest in there for New Zealand as well, but a historic day for the ladies. It is, yeah. It's been a number of years since there's been a you know, a version of the Women's Tour de France. And I think this is a great thing for the sport going forward to have um, ASO organise the Tour de France, get behind it, support it as a race, start on the, the you know, the day the men's race finishes. Um, I, I think it's, it's a great step forward and we're going to see, a, you know, a great battle in that race as well. We saw the, the, the Women's Giro d'Italia was an excellent race and uh, they're racing, their racing is really exciting to watch. They've got some real rock stars and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure in, you know, the next, Sort of three years, if, if not, you know, well, yeah, between the you know one and three, one and five years, I think we'll see Nene Fisher Black um, probably riding for the yellow jersey in that woman's tour. She was a real sensation. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be a great race to watch as well. Um, doesn't quite have the depth and the size of the field of, of the men's, but this is uh, it's going to be a fantastic race and, and a really good battle. Um, it finishes on a tough mountain climb as well, so it's a Starts starts where the men's finishes, but but the finish of their race is up a brutal climb. So um, yeah, you've got to tune in and I think see some really great racing in that as well, Smithy. I look forward to it, Del. Uh, some late nights ahead. We're watching the cycling, a bit of uh, women's golf thrown in there as well. So 
Yep, uh, it's never ending and it's quality as well. Hey, thanks, uh, Adele, for your time this morning and just uh, updating us on uh, the 109th edition of The Great Race. It's been, uh, been great chatting to you. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. Any anytime. Thanks very much. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Del Woodford there, of course, uh, noted uh, cycling commentator, cyclist himself, um, and uh, with his update there on the... It looks like it's going to be 25-year-old uh, Jonas Fungergaard from... Uh, from Denmark, uh, I look at his stats. He's five foot nine and he weighs sixty kilograms, um, ringing wet. I just wonder, uh, at the end of a race or an, a grueling stage like that, uh, if they do the weights, what he would weigh uh, in terms of how much he'd lose on those uh, very, very tough ascents of uh, some of those uh, mountains uh, in France. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating story. Books and books and books have been written about it. Um, it is just one hell of a race. 10.19 here on SENZ. When we return, it is panel time. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.